Do you love plugins? Of course you do. Well, the next time you buy one from pluginboutique.com, if you visit using the Appetite for Production affiliate link at a4ppodcast.com or in the episode description, we get a slice of the sale without adding anything to your bill. Welcome to Appetite for Production. It's the only non-serious music technology podcast out there. Hang on a minute, I thought we were super serious. Oh yeah, sorry. It's the only non-super serious <laughs> music technology podcast out there. So we're going to look at some uh, music tech news and views, are we, James? Is yes, that what's happening? that's exactly what we're going to do, as we always do. We've got a lot of software to get through uh, this, oh, lovely. this time, so let's get on. Let's get it on. Tim, I've got this thing to introduce to you. It's called <laughs> Sonisto. I'm already excited because I've seen uh, Herman Miller Aeron chair in a, a video on the background of this website. It's mate. not a chair website, okay? Oh, what? Not, I thought this was a chair podcast. Not everything <laughs> is about the chair. It really is all about the chair, and it's all about the lumbar support specifically. Oh, anyway, anyway, let's not get distracted. Yeah, before you get this show off the road. <laughs> right. Sonisto.com. Basically, it is a website which hosts a load of free plugins. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so if you want a free plugin, you can get on, get on down there and search for one. They've got they've got them all categorized up. They've got them all tagged. And you download them directly from the Sonisto website, which is good because you don't have to fuck around around the internet and give your email address to loads of people, even though that's kind of what you're doing in exchange for free plugins anyway. But <laughs> Sonisto is not just a website. It is also a beta service which has its own installer program. Wow, okay. So if you just download Sonisto, you can get their installer and go through choosing your free plugins that you want to install in your computer. So presumably Sonisto are partnering with the devs on this, I guess? Yeah, they're going to the devs and they're saying, hey, can I host your plugin? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Which is fine, as long as their installer doesn't like, you know... Like, put a load of... Uh, Malware on your computer. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Registry editor, stuff like that. And there is a button on there, apparently, that says, install all. And you can just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can just get all those free plugins. So, presumably, then, you have hundreds of plugins on your computer. You have no <laughs> idea what they are or how to use any of them. Yeah, Wicked. exactly. Oh, I really like that. That is balling. So, I can't... I, I certainly can't vouch for these guys and they are still in some kind of beta. I don't know if that's a beta of the entire service or of the, just the, the software that they get you to download to install the things. God knows what it's like. I haven't tried it. <laughs> this is the kind of I've, informative news that you've come to expect no, from Appetite for Production. I've got plenty of plugins, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't okay, need yeah, yeah, yeah. 500,000 free ones taking up my plugins list. Mm. But hey, I imagine if you needed like a DSer in a hurry and for some reason you didn't have one, it's pretty handy, right? You, yeah, if you needed a free DSer in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, God knows how good that's going to be. But hey, I'm just saying it's a good website. Check it out. You can uh, get your fill of free plugins if you want them. Do you want to do a little search? I'll do uh, a little search. Let's see it. if they've got a DSer. Okay, oh, no results. They don't. Okay, well, they've, <laughs> as me... you can see from the search, they, you can choose your platform. You can choose your formats. You can choose from uh, different types of effects plugins, virtual instruments, brands, 
So you can have a look. Yeah, okay. I mean, let's... Okay, so I'm just going for the special processing. What have we got? We've got Rhythm and Pitch Generator from Soundemote Labs. We've got Tal Vocoder, of yeah. course, from Tal Big Up. Roth Air. Oh, for adding air, that's by Rothman. That's Tim's Tim Roth's favourite. <laughs> yeah, uh... yeah. You did, yeah, like he loves acting, but equally he loves coding, uh, equalising plugins, and he really loves having very clear voiceover and reverb signals. You know it. Also, Regrader by Igorsky. What is another delay effect? What comes up if you look in the uh, let's say the dynamics category? Let's look at the dynamics. Okay, so we've got. Uh, Frontier by D16 Group, yep. a fairly famous freebie. What have we got here? We've got SN01G VCA compressor by Sender Spike. You, and then you've got Roth Air by Roth Air. Oh, yeah, Roth again. Air again. Okay, wicked sick. <laughs> Is that a dynamics device? Uh, mm, doesn't look like it. And then J Comp Shaper by Electric Snow. If electric you see snow. Electric Snow, James, for God's sake, don't we in it, all right? Um, this is a nice compressor with the ability to morph between compression and wave shaping. Oh, crazy. Okay, cool. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing you can find here. I assume Roth Air is on every single category. Yeah, it's it's all things to all, all people. I do notice some of these plugins are Windows only, but hey. Well, you didn't uh, tick the Mac box. If oh, you do okay. that. Yeah, tick the Mac box. So ah. There we go. Let's just look at all the Mac plugins. Oh, Roth there's Air. loads of them. Roth Air is there. <laughs> Yeah, you'd hope so. There's oh, Roth the VK1 uh, of Viking Synthesizer. That's ah, a free yes. synth that I haven't written a tutorial <laughs> about yet, James. So you know that's going to happen at some point. <laughs> oh, Tal Chorus LX. What a great plugin. A lot of the things here I recognise as shit, but a lot of oh, them really? I recognise as very, very good. Hey, it's got Dext on there, mate, yep. which is a banging plugin. So, uh, yeah, it looks like there's some good stuff. Oh, a Surge as well. I assume that what these guys are building towards is a website where you can buy plugins oh my god they've got all the categorizations sort of ready although you know searching by platform format and type is fairly basic i'd like to be able to say like i want this very particular thing i want a synth with two lfos or something like that oh wow that would be a bit nicer but hey <laughs> i mean you'd hope most synths would have two lfos at this point but whatever all oh, right okay i want a filter plug-in with uh, two envelopes and three lfos oh god okay now you're now you're talking <laughs> cool well that's a good find james yes i like it i like what they're doing and i really like the fact you can just install everything in one go and just be like fuck it <laughs> yeah exactly so that is sonisto sonisto.com that's s-o-n-i-s-t-o dot c-o-m that's m for mother dot oh, jesus com. christ and of course sonisto is an acronym it stands for sexy online new instrument slash <laughs> um, treatment organization. Uh, Boom, I did it. Yeah, treatment organization. <laughs> That's it. Okay, well done, everybody. This episode of Appetite for Production is sponsored by isotope that's right as you probably know isotope are the creators of ozone neutron rx vinyl nectar iris and the new reverb neoverb you can help support the podcast by visiting isotope.com slash appetite and you can get 10 percent off your order using the coupon code appetite 10 yay and as part of this sponsorship we're going to mess with neoverb in a door and give it a little bit of a demo oh exciting times james let's do it
Hey, James, I want to show you some stuff in Neoverb, buddy. What okay. do you reckon? Oh, it looks lovely. Let's hear the sound. Okay, I've got a dry sound here that I've composed myself with my own two hands and my brain. It's a piano. Let's listen. What emotions are you feeling now, James? I'm feeling plaintive. Yes. That's exactly what I was going for. Okay, it's fine. It's not that interesting. What about putting some reverb on it, mate? Specifically, some neo-verb. Let's do that. I've got the uh, plucky lead synth verb here. Let's uh, let's hear how that sounds. Washy. It's nice. And it is a little bit washy. And, you know, sometimes when you've got your wash on, that interferes a little bit with your dryness, you know what I'm saying? That's That's what I feel most of the time, yeah. That's, you know, you'll put a lush reverb on something and you'll be so delighted by the sound of it, you might be paying attention to what's happening to that dry signal, which is oh so important for punching through the mix, am I right? That's true. So what can we do about that? Well, we can do some flipping pre-EQ auto-cutting and reverb EQ unmasking, mate. Let's do those things right now. I'm going to activate auto-cut and then I'm going to play back the audio and it's going to magically, well, not magically, it's very scientific, it's going to work out the frequencies it needs to cut to make it sound nicer. Let's do it. Okay. There we go. Okay, so now... The Neoverb thinks that that piano is pretty good already. Well, yeah. I mean, but look, there's some little wobbly bits. So let's have a... <laughs> I'm going to loop this bad boy up and we're going to listen to it and I'm going to change the level of the pre eq ah. and you'll be able to hear what it does. So this is your 100%. Then we turn it off. Okay. And then we can even turn it up to 200%. So now, that is EQing the original piano sound and leaving the reverb as it was. Yes, exactly. Now, if you want to really, really make a difference, then you want to do your reverb EQ unmasking as well. Let's do this right now. Look, things are happening, James. Ah. Scanner. Barcode me. Okay, wicked. Right, now, let's have another listen to this. Have I put that back to 100? Yes, I have. Let's have a listen to this first. First, I'll play, play the unreverb EQ one uh, at zero, and then we'll turn it up to 100 and hear the difference. Mm. Oh, doesn't that piano just punch through a treat, James? And also, you can set your masking source. We've used the drive versus work. But you can set it to other flipping instances of the plugin and do all kinds of complicated, crazy stuff, so, James. wait a second. That is, it's EQing just the reverb so that the piano itself, the dry signal, can poke through over the reverb. That is exactly what's happening, James. Would you like to see a different thing in Neoverb now? Yeah, please. I'm sure you flip in words, mate. Let's uh, let's close that one and open up this one. Now, oh, now we're different. Yeah. Okay, I've got a vocal on here. In fact, I'm going to bypass this. Let's, let's hear this vocal. That's like a very self-congratulatory vocal. I sang that myself, would you believe? Okay, ah. now look. Let's turn this neo-verb thing on, yeah? 
And what we're going to do is we're going to use the blend pad, James, uh-huh, which uh-huh. is a triangle. Um, it blends between different types of reverbs. So at the moment, it's set up to the uh, the reflections. The early reflections. Yeah. And also, we've got a plate and a hall here set up, but there's a few different things mm-hmm. you can set up here. I want the plate and I want the hall. So uh, let's uh, have a listen to this vocal. And I'm going to flip in... Uh, Move the blend pad around a bit and we'll hear what happens. Ooh. Poorly. Ooh. That's very platey. So if you want to automate a little bit of ooh, and then go back to your regular, you can. And it's as easy as that, James. Okay, so you could do some little reverb hits. Yeah, you like can. That. And you could... Or you could more gradually evolve a sound throughout a section to bring out the emotion, which is what it's its all about for me, James. I don't know about you. Would you like to see yet another thing in Neoverb? Okay. I know you do, buddy. Stab me. Okay, so I've got a little bit of a stab here, bro. I'm going to turn Neoverb off. Let's listen to this stab. that ring any bells? Uh, yes. Imagine what it would sound like with reverb on. You don't have to. I'm going to put Neoverb hey. on it right away. Let me bring up this flipping advanced menu, right? Okay, so let me play the sound with the reverb. Now, you see this angle parameter, James. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with angle parameters in reverbs? No, never seen one. Well, exactly, mate. It's new and exciting. So let's try turning this bad boy up and playing the sound. And I'm going to be very quiet while we do it so you can hear the delicious results. Nope. Okay. So it's like sticking the sound down the end of a flipping tunnel and it's coming at you like Cleopatra, mate. Yeah, it seems like it's doing something to the start of the reverb in many ways. But well, uh, So it's like the early reflections are kind of coming in after the kind of like in ramping up in volume. Gives it the flipping thing. Gives it a bit of space. It does. So if you want to make a, ooh, a saucy techno stab sound, James... That is my top tip, and it'll do so much more. So, in summary, Neoverb, it does three things, and lots of other things as well. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> you got to love it. I mean, uh, what, what, what different options do you have for the three uh, reverbs? you got plate, hall... You've got, you got your plates, you've got your M chambers, you've got your rooms. You go back to your plates, you've got your hall and your L chamber, buddy. Tons of stuff. Okay, and you're always blending between three or you're just two. You're blending between three. So you can, ooh, you can make a big noise. Or a slightly more intimate one. I know you like it intimate. Or crazy reverse shenanigans if you so desire. So James... Tell me, will you download the demo of Neoverb and try it out for yourself? I'll get it. I'll get it. Okay, well, I was hoping you're going to put up a bit more fight, but uh, I'm pretty happy that you didn't, I suppose. Neoverb, guys, it's a sick new reverb from Isotope, full of technology. Check it out. On this podcast, we are quite often talking Mm. about how things are very annoying when they are a reactor instrument or effect or when they're a contact instrument and you have to, you've got your door, you have to load a plugin and then you need to load another plugin oh, within that plugin. It takes seconds out of my flipping day, mate, or whatever. And I'm just like, I could have, I could have composed a symphony in that time. Uh, also, the other thing I find is I just simply forget what's in there, mate. Because yeah. when, I'm, when I'm thinking about my plugins, I, you know... 
you look through your plug-in list look, well, like a normal through, person yeah like a normal person exactly so i mean what are we going to do about this situation james it seems like impossible and there's no answer what we're going to do about it is nothing we're going to wait for native instruments to do something about it and it looks like they are starting to oh yay so their Super 8 synthesizer, which was released in the last couple of years, we talked about it back then, I think. It um, was last year, mate. Oh. As recent as that. Bang. That was originally a reactor instrument, and they've just released it as a plug-in. Yes. It's a flipping plug-in, mate, and you can just load it on a track without having to even think about reactor. Because to be honest, I really like Super 8, but I forgot it existed. Yes, mm. exactly. Because it's inside Reactor and you never launch it and look at what you've got. I never um, do. Interesting thing about this, it is a VST3 only plugin. <gasps> it's also got AU, but I'm saying it's not the usual VST 2.4, mm. which is a strange way to do it. But hey. Hey, it seems like everything basically supports VST3 now, so whatever. <clears throat> if you've got it in your uh, native access, there's, well, the communique they put out said that there will be another version of Super 8 in there, which will be just the plugin, but. I checked mine out and I could only see the plugin. But hey, that's the only one I would want. Well, hang on. It's kind of important, buddy, because if you want to load patches that you've made, you've got to use in the React version. You've got to use the React version. Uh-huh. So don't go formatting your computer after this groundbreaking news if you've got a load of Super 8 presets. Uh, I mean, I checked it out in the window as soon as I heard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you do <laughs> seem to just shut computers later. The drop of a hat, mate. So I really don't know what it's about. Okay, I've got two theories about this, Timmy. Oh, okay. You could call them conspiracy theories. You could just call them theories of what might be happening. Brilliant. Number one, they are seeing how many people use Super 8 as a plugin mm. compared to how many people use it as a reactor instrument, how much coverage it gets, how much uh, usage it gets from now in order to inform whether they should do this to more plugins. So for God's sake, everybody, install Super 8 and only ever use that from now on so you can get those other plugins <laughs> yeah. in plugin formats. I want those other plugins free from the shackles of yeah. Reactor and Contact. Let's try and think of some. Razor, that'd be a good one. That'd be a decent one. There are effects like the mouth and such like that. Oh, yeah. And what's the other one? The, the, the finger? The finger. The mouth <laughs> and the finger. You got the mouth and the finger, mate. I was going to say, like, the tongue. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, the, the finger. They would be more likely for me to call them up as an experiment. Monarch, that's another one. Monarch would be very good to use outside of Reactor. And there's plenty of context prism. stuff. Prism. Like. You want prism out of there? Yeah, that's very cool. There's plenty of context stuff that I would really like to uh, be released properly mm. from, from the... Dusky, dingy prison of contact. Yeah, release the plugins, native instruments, please. <laughs> Let them go. Let uh, my plugins go. That would be really good. So everybody download Super 8 and use it like fuck. Mm. Or set up some kind of bot that uses it and pretends to be using it so they think it's being used. Whatever you do, just do it. Second theory. Oh, okay. What if, Tim? Mm. Now, c- come a little closer. Oh, okay, okay. What if... They are turning Reactor into a platform that can spit out VST plugins. That does sound like a crazy conspiracy theory, mate. Yeah, but... But you know, the, all, the, the concept is tantalising. All the pieces are in place. Reactor was um, updated not, to- not so long ago, so the plan could have been there. Oh, man. And well, oh, my God. What about Blocks as a standalone plug-in? Yeah. That, I like that. Uh, anything that you make could be a standalone plug-in. Oh, God. And 
they've got all the pieces in place. You know, you've got your little electronic circuits and they could just uh, pare that down <laughs> to VST code. Uh, there is another indicator that could be a thing. The fact that this is VST3 only mm. uh, means they may have had to have sort of sorted that out as a new developer and got a new license for everyone else to do it. And if that was the case, they wouldn't be able to get a VST2 license. They'd only be able to get a VST3 license. These are the ravings of a paranoid madman, James, but I am intrigued by them. Yeah, um, I I might just be wishful thinking here. Yeah. But that would be great, is if you could just make (laughs) a little plug-in in Reactor and chuck your computer out the window. And load it on a, your new computer. Oh, man, I really like that idea, actually. I mean, it, it's not pie in the sky. It could happen. It, it's pie in the, you know, it's just pie. hovering above your house, maybe. Like on second, <laughs> second floor level. Yeah. Anyway, that's that, those are two of the things that could be happening. I'd really, whatever happens, I'd really like to see things freed. Freed yeah. from reactor. Freed <laughs> from contacts. Your brain has clearly been working overtime. Before we wrap this bit up, can I just ask you a question, James? Mm, yeah. Have you used Super 8s? No, I don't like it. I don't... Well, hang on, how do you know you don't like it if you haven't used it? I don't like that kind of thing. What synthesizers? They sound nice. Uh, I mean, it's just a sort of standard basic subtractive synth with some waveforms, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Okay, look, you got me. But (laughs) it sounds nice. Yeah, sure. And it's, you know, I kind of like how it's kind of Juno-y. But you know what I don't like about it? What? It's inside Reactor. Uh, True, true. Well, not anymore, buddy. Super 8, check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Medium-sized announcement from the podcast. We have started selling some... T-shirts. Oh, wow. Uh, currently, is actually one T-shirt. It is a Knob Perfunction T-shirt. I'm not going to describe it to you because you've <laughs> got to go and check it out. Uh, this T-shirt is currently the only one available. It is available via Amazon. Boo! And more will become available. But because of the terms of the thing, once you start selling the T-shirts, you have to sell a certain amount before you can start adding more, which is annoying and slow. No, you're annoying and slow, James. As I record this, it's available uh, from Amazon.com and Amazon.co.uk. But every day in the meantime, I will put it on a different Amazon dot whatever. So (laughs) it could be available in Germany, could be available in Spain and stuff like that. (laughs) I'm not sure. If you need it to be available in your country, send the podcast a message. Send me a message. However you do it, I can uh, probably get it up on there. Right now, it's just a T-shirt. But uh, other types of t-shirts, such as long sleeve and raglan, will be coming. What is raglan? It's it's the long sleeve t-shirt where the sleeves themselves are different colours. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, very noughties. And hoodies. Oh, wow. And phone cases. Wow. The current t-shirt is a red design. Well, you can choose any, you can choose from about 10 different colors of t-shirt, but the design itself is red uh, and the synth on it is red. There is a blue one waiting in the wings as soon as I can upload it, but I can only do one upload a day and that includes one country per day. So it's very annoying. But good news is as soon as we sell 10 of these things, the upload limit will change and so I can start pushing more onto there. 
So you got to buy this T-shirt, people. Buy 10 of them by the sounds of it. How long have you been an aspiring fashion designer? <laughs> I really didn't know this about Just you. Just for the last few days, man. We had, a, um, we, we had our clams on Patreon uh, vote for which T-shirt design idea they wanted to see first. And this was it. Knob per function. It's very hilarious, obviously. Mm-hmm. Does, yes. <laughs> doesn't say appetite for production on it. It's just a funny synth t-shirt, which anyone can enjoy. And it's got a real graphic depiction of a phallus on there. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, non-perfunction, right? Mm. So... I'm thinking now of this podcast as more like absolutely fabulous, and you're like uh, Which Jennifer one Saunders. Thank God, yeah. Isn't uh, Jennifer Saunders the fashion designer? Is it even about fashion designers? I don't know anymore. I think they're PR people. Why do I know this? Um. Anyway, a everyone should boycott Amazon.com. <laughs> but B, if you're not going to do that, hey, you might as well buy a T-shirt, basically. Yes, and uh, let's talk clams. Now, it's not cheap. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's not a subscription, so it's I, okay. Hey, at least it's not a subscription. You right? don't need an iLock for this. Oh, thank God. UK clams, 1749. Ooh, that, that is, is pretty expensive, mate. <laughs> that is high for a T-shirt. But yeah, it, I presume it's going to be good quality, <laughs> is it? I can't for the quality but i assume it's going to be at least passable <laughs> so you haven't we haven't seen the item <laughs> no no but i am going to buy one right now to oh show God, my wow, support really? to show my support for my own podcast <laughs> well done and mate. i think you should too oh no oh mate i've already got quite a lot of t-shirts basically uh, it's available in uh, black navy asphalt <laughs> royal blue white baby blue olive dark heather Heather ooh, Blue ooh. and Heather Grey. Wow. Well, what are you gonna what are you gonna plump for on that list? <laughs> I, I I usually like an olive one, but I don't know. Considering they, the they red, sound kind of somber. I might go for a for a black one or something. But yeah, clams in the US, nineteen clams ninety nine. A bargain. Uh, but yeah, I mean buy it. <laughs> great great salesmanship yeah. there <laughs> yeah please please buy this because if we sell 10 we can start putting other designs up and uh you know we get a little bit of royalties from them but very <laughs> very little royalties oh from man them. this is definitely going to be a massive money spinner what are we going to do with all this excess cash that we make from uh, your fashion uh, dabbling we'll buddy? probably plug it back into new t-shirts but <laughs> let's see about that if you want to show your love for the podcast and you're currently naked <laughs> yeah yeah or just topless or just topless we don't discriminate mm. buy one of these t-shirts they're available here's another feature they're available in men and Ooh. women sizes Ooh. oh okay so if you're a man or a woman mm. or need a t-shirt that usually goes with a man but are a woman <laughs> or needs a t-shirt oh. that usually goes with a woman who are, is a man mm-hmm. or whatever you may be mm. there is a t-shirt type for you probably oh that's great kids no i mean you shouldn't be dressing your child in an appetite for production podcast t-shirt anyway <laughs> really should you neither this that says knob per function on it yeah I, I just thought with the word knob per function yeah right okay you know they might give us some weird screening test and then you know mm. sue us 
Okay, well, I'm going to make some space in my bank account for when all of this cash starts rolling in, James. And I think you should do the same, right? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Scrooge McDuck style. Seriously, check out the t-shirt. I'll put a link in the uh, episode description and on a4ppodcast.com. Is it a, is it a nice, nice like, tidy link or is it going to have lots of uh, numbers and letters in there? I don't know oh, okay. anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll stop bullying you about it now. Just buy this t-shirt. I spent so much time. Yeah. I know. He's worked really hard on this guy. I got a, d- a designer to help out with it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, if you want to support James's insane <laughs> fantasy of I'd, being I'd, a fashion designer. I, I wouldn't say insane. I'd say ludicrous. Oh, I, okay. That's more fair. If you want to support ludicrous, the rapper, and the appetite for production podcast boys, then check it out, lads. I'm going to introduce you to another new thing. Oh, really? This is Stephen Slate, not Slate Digital, but Stephen Slate Audio. It's a completely different company. Hang on, me. what's the difference? And there's also some, like, Slate Media Company. He's, he's just fracturing himself around his various companies. Well, it sounds like he's got some kind of uh, multiplicity deal going on, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like that movie. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Anyway. This is a product called VSX, Slate VSX, or just VSX. Mm. It is a pair of headphones phones and like uh, many things that we've seen in the past they or the software for it emulate different environments okay now i'm not going to make you watch the video but it Thank explains God. it fairly well but there's steven slate in his uh, usual manner saying about how monitoring is just very unreliable which it is you know if if you've got a room of any sort that's not properly treated mm. it's not going to be perfect to monitor in his point is that headphones will give you a reliable time wherever you are if you've got a little bedroom studio maybe you're better off doing headphones but you need a bit of room emulation so you can listen to it as if it's in a proper studio in a properly treated room so the software has a bunch of reference environments so you can pretend pretend (laughs) (laughs) So that you can listen to your mix as if you're in a very high quality studio, a very uh, okay quality studio. There is <laughs> there is one preset called Howie Weinberg's Mastering Room. Oh wow! Uh, electric car is another preset, which I guess <laughs> oh, wow. I guess you don't get the engine noise in an electric <laughs> car. You probably get some fake engine noise. A luxury SUV, which oh. I, I guess that's what Stephen drives. Of course he does. Uh, if you if you scroll down and look at the actual pictures of these environments... Uh, oh, wow. Uh, the luxury SUV is driving in a sort of barren mountainscape, like you're driving from California to Nevada or something. He's sick. These look like renders from a kind of 90s CD-ROM game, <laughs> yeah. and I am very much infused by that. I like to, that. To be frank, yeah, the, the graphics are good, but there's something oldish about them. I know, I like it. It's good. It's uh, cool. In the electric car, you're driving through a city... Well, you're not driving through it. I'm sure it's You're static. sitting there and listening to your mix down. But yeah. you do have your GPS on and you're, you're like, you're where am I going with this mix <laughs> and my life and this car? Uh, another environment, LA nightclub, audiophile listening room, which looks pretty nice. Mm. Uh, a boombox. And then four headphone emulations. They are the Beodynamic 770s. That'll um, be the Sennheiser six HD 650s. Really. Yeah, the Sennheiser HD 650s. That's what I use, James. M50, That's my one. M50, the Audio-Technica. Okay. M50s and SA Pods. It's going to be the flipping Apple <coughs> earpods, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Or AirPods or whatever the whatever hell they're called, they're called yeah, 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 by yeah. the time you listen to this. And so... That's a lot of cool environments. I would have appreciated a few more crappy environments, like uh, phone, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, um, the headphones is good, but yeah, if you got a boombox and you got a phone, that'd be useful because you know things do get listened to on people's phones, especially if they're riding a bus. <laughs> Good or point, mate. walking down the street, pissing everyone off. <laughs> so, yeah, the headphones themselves look uh, pretty well engineered. God knows who's done that, but they have a buzzword for acoustic ported subsonics APS. That's trademarked. Oh, wow. God, what does that even mean? <laughs> well, you got to trademark some technical yeah, term wow. if you're selling Hang a thing. Like harnessing typically unused air pressure? Really? Huh? <laughs> what the F? Oh, and they're made out of beryllium. Beryllium drivers. They've got the chemical <laughs> symbol from it there. From Just you. in case you didn't know that beryllium is an element. I, d- I didn't know beryllium was an element, I'll be honest with you. Mate. They say it's a perfectly flat response, or at least as flat as you can get, and judged on judging by their measurements, it's pretty fucking flat. And the software, it, this functions as a plug-in for you to actually control it. Uh, so hopefully that's good. Mm-hmm. You distracted by the lady on the website there? I know. Wow, she's uh, she's doing an amazing mix down just in the mountains yeah. on a laptop or whatever. <laughs> she's not in the mountains, Tim. She's in Howie Weinberg's mastering oh, room. Wow. Oh wow! Thanks yeah. to the power VSX. Wicked. Do you want to know the clam cost? I have seen the clam cost, but tell me. <clears throat> Four hundred and seventy-nine US clams. In the US, you can get a 12-month payment option to split the cost, which is cool. Hopefully, that would come to other places at some point. I like the idea. We've seen this kind of thing just in plugins before. And Sonar works and their reference thing. They can calibrate your existing headphones as well. So this isn't the only option for it, but it seems like a decent one. And it's it's fairly expensive, but it's cheaper than having a massively acoustically treated studio and a bunch of expensive monitoring equipment, right? Yeah, the question is, is it good? I don't know, but I am in line to review it. Oh, are you going to review it? Yeah, they haven't got any units yet uh, for review. Oh, cool. But I should be able to review this at some point in the future. Well, that's pretty flipping cool, man. I mean, i got to say, I am sceptical about these sort of solutions. I own the early IK Multimedia Mm. Arc, was it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Which I never really got on with. I'm a bit of a cynic when it comes to this stuff. But, hey... Those weren't their own headphones, I, and these are. I had a Focusrite VRM box. Oh, how was, was it? It was cool. Uh, it probably wasn't great. What was best about it is that it had a tiny little um, output interface. It, the interface itself was just, I don't know, a few centimetres by a few centimetres. So you <laughs> could just... pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> so you could just connect your headphones and not have to worry about some huge thing flapping around you can take it with you <laughs> all right some, some people have to worry about that all the time sorry all right you could take it with you you could get it out in public without feeling embarrassed <laughs> okay that's good <laughs> um but this is good i've been uh, i've been looking into monitors recently oh really i have been reviewing a load of pairs of headphones as well which is why i should be fine to review this uh i am looking at some monitors for my new office room. Oh, what have um, you been looking at? Well, I wanted to go to an actual music shop and support them. So I went to PMT in Bristol. Which is right near your house. Yeah. So not that much effort, guys. <laughs> no. I was looking at everything they had, but uh, the Adams. Hell yeah. Use, Adams gang, stand up. Use big Adams. Um, I was also thinking there's a nice pair of Focals. 
Oh. They do a sort of, uh, they do lower ranges than their ridiculously high range so stuff. So how much, how many clams are you looking at for something like that? Focals Jeez. would be a good few hundred clams. Each. Adams would be cheaper. Adam have apparently have a new sort of new line of more entry level stuff. I am fully aware that you shouldn't spend too much on monitors or get big monitors mm. until your room is sorted. But I, I... I want to get something to make sure I'm gauging the stereo image properly. Mm. And I'm going to be fully aware again that the room itself is uh, not going to be my friend. Mm. So I'm just I'm just going to stick with uh, small monitors, nothing too comprehensive. But I want to get that stereo image right. Yes, that's fair enough. And I think most people really have to deal with imperfect rooms. Mm. So, yeah, that's a struggle we all face. Yeah, so Slate VSX is a cool solution, but yeah, there are others, and there are some very cheap plugins that you can just stick on your master bus. T Tone Booster TB Isone. Uh, so how does that get the sound, the room sound? Well, it emulates it. But now, how does it work? Like, does it record like an IR or something? I, oh no, this is just a thing where it's like you're saying, okay, make it sound like I'm somewhere. It's not correcting your room or anything like no, that. No, no, no. That's for headphones. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so oh, so I guess this wouldn't be doing any real sort of correction sort of stuff either. I, I don't think so. I haven't used that one. But yeah, in terms of doing things for headphones, you can just sort of simulate some basic reflections, or they could use impulse responses, like you say. Mm. Uh, but there are cheaper ways to do it um probably not as good and these vsx headphones built with that in mind it's a pretty good idea mm. yes i've sometimes i think about buying expensive headphones and then thinking no i don't have any money um, but if i ever do i mean i guess these have got to be a contender right yeah they're pretty uh nice looking let's uh let's say that much <laughs> and that is what is most important, of course. <laughs> yeah, you want to look cool while yeah, you're doing yeah, your mixdowns. Yeah, yeah. I don't look like a dick. It says Stephen Slate on the side of them, so, you know, you can uh, rock around town with your Stephen Slate headphones and everyone will be like, <laughs> check out this bad boy, right? <laughs> that, that's what I was imagining. Yeah, right. James. Have you seen this, buddy? I have, actually, yeah. Live 10 Light is flipping free until the end of the year. You can download it from Splice and presumably get to keep it Yeah, once uh, once that time is up. I mean, I saw this, but I wasn't that bothered because you can get Live 10 Lite with pretty much a packet of crisps these days. <laughs> but hey, what if you don't eat crisps? Yeah, true. They The people who don't eat crisps need Live Lite as well. Yeah. I mean, if you've been thinking... About, I mean, if, say you haven't used a door at all, it'd be kind of weird <laughs> you're listening to this podcast. But if you haven't, this would be seems like a good opportunity to try. And if you've been thinking about switching over or I mean, just trying something else out, I think this is a, a good uh, good deal to yeah. get on. I right? mean, doesn't life have a demo mode that you can yes, test out the standard yes, version? But, <sighs> you know, using a demo of a DAW isn't really the one because you can't set you can't really save your projects typically i guess so i mean it's all right maybe what's more interesting to me maybe uh this is the start of splice and ableton working together and ableton selling their door on a rent to own through Splice. oh well that you know people do seem to love that stuff so maybe it is buddy so it maybe be, it is could just be the first tentative hookup between these two companies and they could be uh testing the waters to see uh how many potential live users they can get mm -hmm. mm. do you think ableton might just make live 10 light a freebie for good uh i mean 
it, they practically have man you can get it with anything you can get it like i heard there's some like app that you can get it you can like yeah. if you export something from this app it'll give you a live live 10 light license wasn't, wasn't that the roland something or other app? no some other thing i saw recently anyway, anyway yeah so i mean it's not big news in terms of the ability to get live 10 light because I think my nan's got a copy of Live 10. Yeah, she's like. sick. Trap beats all day and all night, mate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if Ableton starts to be rent to own, it's not going to be bad for them. Mm-hmm. Well, check that one out, guys. Another little thing I want to talk about, James, is are you familiar with a little film called Flight of the Navigator? Uh, no. This is a Disney film from the 80s, buddy. That's mm-hmm. right. Not even the 90s. I'm talking about the 80s this time. That is completely sick. Uh, I watched it again the other day. And I've got to say, the soundtrack alone is legit. Completely banging. And it is, uh, I think it must be quite recently, it's come to Spotify and you can buy it on iTunes. What is the soundtrack like? The soundtrack is composed by Alan Silvestri, I think, who you may know from doing films like Back to the flipping future, mate. I missed that one. Was that a remix of Back to the Future? With, with It's a gritty reboot of Back to the Future. And in this one, he does get it on with his mum, mate. It's edgy. Um, so, yeah, Back to the Future soundtrack was big orchestral things or whatever. And, you know, very, very famous and boombastic. Flight of the Navigator was not such a, a big production or whatever. It's all synth. In fact, it's all synclavia. And Mm. maybe a little bit of Akai. There is actually a note in the credits talking about the kit they used on the soundtrack, weirdly. And it says something like they used the Akai 5900, which I think must be a typo of the S900. So it's so, but it's basically. (laughs) It sounds like bad OCR skills there. uh, No, no. This was just like in the credits or whatever, just like uh, rolling up or whatever. But yeah, like, so it's mainly done on the uh, synclavia. Uh, so it's a synthetic soundtrack and it is absolutely banging. It's got some great sounds on there. Also some great tunes. And uh, yeah, you can listen to it on Spotify. So I'm commanding you, James and Clams, have a <laughs> listen to the Flight of the Navigator soundtrack. If you like 80s music, for me, I think this is possibly the <clears throat> pinnacle of 80s tunes. Listen to two tracks in particular. Main theme, Robot Romp absolutely banging mate will you do that for me james Uh, i will do it at some point yes okay i'm gonna hold you to that i'm gonna hold you down on that in fact so you better do it Tim, I'm going to take you under the sea now. <laughs> yes, mate. I want to go under the sea. No, don't worry. Just metaphorically oh. with the plug-in. Uh, this is a plug-in by a company called Iceberg Audio. And their philosophy is that like an iceberg, most of this stuff is happening below the surface mm. and you only see a little bit of it. Their first plug-in is called The Serb. Let's check it out. Let's have a look at it right now. So, oh, it's pretty. You, yeah, what do you see? I see some very tasteful kind of... What would you you call that sort of those colors i uh <laughs> there's like a uh, puce is that puce puce <laughs> and what is that it's salmon like sam puce and salmon delicious yeah. in other words green and orange um but so the, pastel I, I can see a waveform here james which makes me think samples or even impulse well, responses. It's, it's a sub synth of some sort oh okay uh, it, so this is going head to head with 808 
whatever it's called. The sub, is it? Uh, no, this is the sub. What's that other come one? Come on, Tim. I don't, I don't know what's going on today, let, mate. Let me speak. It's okay, got, okay, okay, okay. I'll stop. I'll stop chatting. It's got a waveform. It's got a drive control. It's got a glide control. And it's got an ADSR envelope. And there are a couple of other buttons which we'll discuss. But that is pretty much it it mm. now we could watch the video but i'm thinking because this sub instrument is not necessarily going to come unless you're for some reason listening to a podcast on studio monitor yeah right or beefy headphones so the idea is that you're generating subs and they are you know mix ready as a sub should be it's got preset called donkey which i like <laughs> donkey sub it's very very simple you can turn up the drive to push it a bit more the glide is a control that i like a lot because you know sometimes you want the sub to go i tend not to bother too much with glide on my, my sub bass lines well, but you know do you know the solution for that what turn the glide down oh yeah oh wow <laughs> right it does that as well does it the envelope is quite interesting because each preset sound comes with its own extra attack profile you'll see a little uh, oh. lightning button there <gasps> next to the waveform yeah i do which means you can layer an extra attack uh, sound that is different for each of the sounds so oh. it's not just like layering a click or something like that but it's doing something completely different per well, I imagine a lot of them are clicks, though, right? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't have a click. My point about this was really, like, I like the restraint on this. It's very good. You know, I often complain about easy interfaces, but I think this needs an easy interface. It's a sub. It's not trying to be any more than it is. And as they say, it's iceberg audio. There's probably a lot happening down below. Mm. This waveform seems to be scrolling... So it's just showing the output of the synth, but I guess it still is sample-based, right? Do we know? Well, let's have a look. There's a sub for you. Yeah. It's got some rumbly stuff that's not pure sub as well. I mean, I'm not totally opposed to this sort of thing, James. No, uh, why would you be? Um, well, because some people are a bit wanky and are like, you've got to generate everything yourselves. But And I do, obviously, I do make a lot of my own bass sounds, but, you know, life's short, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Life's short, yeah, but this is simple. Digga, digga. Yeah, sounds cool. You know, if you're listening on your phone, you might not be able to get the impact of this. Or you I, definitely can't get the impact of I it. I mean, there's a lot... I think there's a lot of stuff above the sub-100 hertz range that I think, you know, we could all agree is basically your sub. So let's listen to this fat sign now. Yeah, that's a bit more low-endy. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds cool. I mean, we don't really have an idea what's generating these no, things. No, I, I have to say, I, cares? I don't know whether it's using samples or if it's using synthesis, but I mean, it wouldn't be that hard for it to have been made with synthesis, but it sounds good. It's simple. I really like it, basically. Tell me, James, is there an introductory price offer on this bad boy? There is. Intro price, 39 US clams. Mm -hmm. Regular plant, <laughs> 59 US clams. That's cheap. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a simple plugin just for your sub bass. Mm. I, I don't think you need to go crazy when you're generating sub basses because you don't need them to be like that audible, if you see what I mean. You need them to be solid. Well, what I like about this is it's giving you the sub and it's also giving you a little bit extra in those, uh, you know, higher frequencies that will, you know, 
mean that you don't hopefully have to put your own layer on there or if you are putting a layer you can have just some nice mid layer as well and it'll keep everything nice and separate for you yeah i might grab this myself actually oh really you're gonna price. pay for it i might do and uh the that i'm gonna have fun with that glide control if i do okay wicked well i look forward to seeing what rumbles you come up with buddy James, you're a fan of uh, wacky MIDI controllers, am I right? Yeah, no, I love them. Well, what about one that is basically the biggest joypad in the world? The biggest joypad in the world? Isn't that like some kind of motorway side attraction? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, like that's... you're driving through fields of corn and you see a sign, biggest joypad in the world, 100 miles. more of an American sort of thing than we'd get in the UK. But yeah, sure, why not? Um, it looks like they've got a video. Do you want to have a look at this little video? Uh, we, we could try it, but we might have to cut it if it's boring. Okay, let's cut it if it's boring. <laughs> okay, so what do you see? Okay, there's a man and a woman and probably more people playing on this uh, joypad-laden MIDI controller. It's got about... I, can't, I, can't, I haven't counted them all. It looks like there's about a million little sticks. <laughs> like you'd get on a... They specifically look like the ones on a DualShock 4. I think they are roughly like 35 different... Uh, Joypads. It's just joypads. It's just joypads. And you play different notes by waggling them around, mate. Okay, so... You're not even clicking them in. You're waggling them. You you waggle the joypad and it makes... It it produces a MIDI note. Yes. It's like a keyboard, basically. Okay, well, let's stop the video. Okay, let's stop it. Uh, All right. And they're laid out in a hexagonal grid format. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much like the uh, Axis and other MIDI controllers. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is that the layout, in one direction it goes plus or minus one semitone, in one direction plus or minus two, and in the other direction plus or minus three. Mm. Whereas in most of your hexagonal grid-style MIDI controllers, you can sort of move up by fifths, you can move down oh, by fourths. Oh, really, is it? Thirds okay. in one way. But as long as you keep it consistent, you can remember, like, the chord shapes you need mm. to make. You know, this is a minor chord, this is a major chord. Simples. But, okay, the elephant in the room here is... Joypads don't really get pressed down. They get pressed to one side, Well, right? that's what they're doing here, basically. So, if you want to play a C note, you will waggle the C in any direction mm. and it will play you a C but what you would expect is that you could you know bend that C towards a, a D sharp yes by pushing the joystick towards the D sharp joystick mm. uh, and that is not how it works no it's not I mean you can you know most uh, joypads these days have clicky in little sticks and everything so that yeah. would seem to I mean I personally don't find that that particularly satisfying so I don't know maybe that's why they chose certainly wouldn't be able to play music with no it, right? no it doesn't feel, really feel that accurate and also to, but you can do pitch bend but it's by rotating the knobs around well the, joy, the little well, joystick yeah, around yeah you, you can sort of waggle and rotate in order to do a bit of a pitch bend hmm this costs, you can get an early bird sign up to the Kickstarter 
for 199 euro clams, buddy. Okay. And I'll get you a unit. And that this thing, by the way, is called the Joist MIDI controller. It's on Kickstarter. Uh, so 199 can get you uh, early, but super early bird. Are they actually still available? Oh, no. It looks like they're gone. Okay. So the cheapest price is now 249 euros. There's three left of 12 on there. Oh, and man. if you want to, if you want to pay 299 or more, you can, uh, you can just get one and don't have to worry about the early birdness, basically. Okay, I mean, it is a good idea. I like to see someone making something new. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm going to reserve my full judgment until I can uh, push those joy pads myself and mm-hmm. see how it feels to uh, play a tune on. Uh, but it feels perhaps like a missed opportunity to have some proper sort of bend this note towards this note, full pitch bend, second pitch bend, you know? I mean, it does say on here that they're, they aren't just on or off. They're pitching, after touching, bouncy, springy, and Ooh. alive. Now, I like the sound of the springiness. Yeah. I want to see what that translates to in uh, real music-making environments, basically. Yeah, I wonder what, how Joypad technology has got on over the years. Because those things, uh, when I used to play using them, they uh, they used to, you know, degrade after a few years, no? Um, yes, I, you may be aware that there are a lot of issues with Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons, James, uh-huh. that tend to drift, which is disappointing in 2000 and flipping 20. Um, I would say that, <laughs> this is a bit of a tangent, but Joypads are generally pretty good these days. And it's not that much of a tangent because you can use various MIDI programs so that you can use them as MIDI controllers in your computer. Right. Yeah, I think Joypads are pretty good. This is the next step for their evolution into <laughs> keyboards, I guess. So, uh, yeah, interesting. The joist is a cool idea. I'm not sure how it's going to work in an actual musical way. Mm. But, you know, trying something a little bit different is often uh, the way to spark a few little ideas. Well, maybe this will be the start of something very, very new and exciting. We'll all be using these in 12 months' time. Oh. Now, Tim, Mm. have you ever heard of anything so ridiculous (laughs) as a software developer creating a plugin emulation of a mini Moog? Well, it's never been done, has it, James? No, no one has done it ever before. Mm. Until now. Oh, wow, really? Uh, Yes, Softube, the uh, Swedish uh, emulation experts, Mm. they've come out with uh, Model 72, which is an emulation of an original, well, not original, but a 1972 Mini Moog in uh, apparently very good condition. <laughs> that's, that's good. It's not totally fucked. Yeah. Nice. I, mean, I mean, the ravages of time have probably uh, screwed over a lot of Mini Moogs. So even the originals probably sound uh, fairly different to each other. But I kind of... Well, you could probably get them serviced. Yeah. You've know. you got to trust Softube to be able to get it back on track. But yeah, that's what's been emulated here. The look of the plugin is very good. It looks very dusty and very old. And it's the interface that is... The only important thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it looks looks very cool, and it's got all the original Mini Moog abilities and a couple of little extra things. It's got it's got the feedback trick where you emulate oh, yeah. putting the output back into the input, but you can just do that very simply on the plugin. There's an expansion panel um, oh. where you can change how the oscillators work and uh, some of the. I'll quote, performance aspects of the synth. There's a doubling feature so that it's like you're using two 
of these Model 72s. Oh, wow. And a spread feature uh, to uh, determine how that spreads out in the stereo field. Mm. So, I mean, look, it's good looking, but is it new? Uh, No, it's not new. Um, I mean, we've got to ask ourselves, James, is it sound good? Let's let's have a listen. In fact, you could listen to the SoundCloud instead of the trailer if you want to. No, let's do the trailer. Do the trailer. Let's have the trailer. I'll stop talking so you can hear it. That sure sounds nice. Sounds like a mini moon, man. Complete with 60s and 70s graphics. <laughs> It's a bit weird they call it the Model 72, because it makes me just think of the Model 73 road ship, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure the original Mini Moog was 69 or 70, but... Okay. You can use it as an instrument or an effect, well, James. this is the other thing. You can use, if you own Oh my model... god, it's got crazy modular routing no, stuff. No, 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 no. If you own Model 72, you can use the modules inside SoftTube's Amp Room software. Wow, okay. And you can use... Every single module inside SoftTube's modular software. So you can use the uh, Moogstyle ladder filter inside SoftTube modular. Well, that's pretty nice. And there's a free 20-day demo. Yeah. Clam cost 99 euros introductory price, 159 regular. That's pretty reasonable. Do you know these demos sound nice, man? They do, they do. I mean, of course, you've got other mini moogs to choose from. You've oh, really? Got, you've got Monarch. Uh, you've got the G-Force one. Is that mini monster? Yeah, huh? Uh, what other mini moogs do we have? Arturia's uh, mini V. There are plenty out there. There sure are. And as part of their advertising, of course, SoftTube said it's the best one yet. <laughs> oh, wow, wicked. Uh, well, I mean, we've seen that claim before as well. Yeah, I mean, they all seem to be the best one yet. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's You could say it's ballsy to uh, launch something like this into a market where there are loads of them. <laughs> a saturated market, mate. But then again, the Mini Moog is very much an in-demand synth. Yeah. So people people want those emulations. And if they're already using SoftTube Amp Room, SoftTube Modular, yeah. they'll want to get their hands on the modules with it as well. So it's fair enough. I mean, in the unlikely event you don't already have a Moog, the introductory price of uh, $99 clams is pretty tempting, I guess. Yeah, I mean, when you consider what the Moog is, and, you know... <laughs> what is it? It's It's got some versatility, but it's not It's not yeah. like... It's not serum, is it? You know, you're not no, going to be able to no, get no, every no, type no. of sound out of it. Mm. So when you consider that, the fact that it's €99 Euros to get... A Moog sound, which is going to sound very much like the Moog sound. Mm. It's maybe not so great, but uh, I SoftTube sometimes do intro discounts of like 10 euros off. So uh, I'm glad they've done a proper one with this. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. You can use it as an effect as well. Oh, can you? I didn't see that. Yeah, you can, buddy. So you can uh, pipe your stuff through the filter and, and take it take it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you can even uh, MIDI trigger the effects as well to, That's pretty uh, to nice. the gating and stuff. Oh, yeah. not bad. Well, it seems like you know they've entered a saturated, saturated market, but they have made an effort to add some goodies there. Because obviously, 
when you see these since everyone's like oh yeah it's a movie we've added a couple of little extra features yeah everyone does that yeah um but it's you know this one seems to be taking it a little bit further i'd, I'd like to see someone adding like shit loads of extra features to wave table synthesis <laughs> <laughs> exactly sample playback but i i will say it again it looks fucking grand it, it does look nice you, i mean that, you, even got, is, like, you don't want to let yourself be swayed you've by got the, gorgeousness. the leather texture on the panel and everything like that is it leather well i don't know it's something it looks leathery oh it looks like a guitar case sort of uh, material so anyway if you don't have 17 mini moog emulations already mm-hmm. or if you do and you aren't happy with them mm. check out soft tubes model 72 yeah maybe you want to a b it with a monarch and the uh, <laughs> arteria one as well and yeah. uh, see what happens Okay, end of the episode. Tim, are you sad? Yeah, I'm sad, but it's got nothing to do with the uh, episode. Oh, fine. <laughs> Once again, if you want to buy our t-shirts, please, please, just, please. please just buy a t-shirt. But, hey, they're the ideal stocking stuffer, am I right? Yes, and thank you to the clams on Patreon for voting about which t-shirt you want to be first. Oh, wow, it's a clam thing. I didn't realise. Big up the clams. Uh, it's not a clam exclusive, but they got to vote. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're yeah. special. You don't have to be a clam to buy one or dozens of these T-shirts, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> fill up your, fill up your uh, shopping basket or whatever it is, I guess. If we get to the initial 10, we'll start putting more and more stuff up and uh, more and more variations, making them available in other countries and stuff like that. I can't wait to see what comes out of your diseased mind, mate. Mm. Also, we've got a bit thanks to the clams first and foremost also a big thanks to people who've been using the um plugin boutique affiliate link yes which has made us a tiny bit of money yeah and we really appreciate it yeah so far we've made a little bit of money from it which is nice and it doesn't change your price obviously so um yeah i mean look if you were gonna go to plugin boutique anyway go via our link if you were gonna go to the devs that's fine go to the devs yeah, just just consume, guys. We've really got to get this economy kickstarted. Basically, <laughs> we're all we're all screwed. Yeah, as long as that economy is kickstarting through us as yeah. a conduit. Well, yeah, well, we are the catalyst that is going to power the uh, economic revival of 2021. Is that is that too uh, ambitious to say, James? That's what the IMF told me on the phone. Oh, wicked, wicked. Hey, how's the LIBOR rate doing? That's what I want to know. Uh, really? I, no, I don't even know what it is. Okay, well, let's end this episode. We'll see you in the next. One. Let's put it to bed. We'll <laughs> make it, make it lie face down in the dirt. Shoot it in the back of the head, and then chuck it into a shallow grave. Yeah.